Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Hey everybody, welcome to 2021 here at Rethink Life Church. Hey, it is so great to have all of you join with us for our very first online worship experience for 2021. Man, it's hard to believe that 2021 is finally here. And I don't know about you, but I am stoked to say goodbye to 2020. Kind of reminds me of that old NSYNC song. You remember that song that said, baby, bye, bye, bye. That's what we're doing to 2020. We're saying goodbye. It's in the record books. Listen, it's in the past, and we are embracing everything that God has in store for us for this calendar year of 2021. And that's the reason why I'm so excited to bring to you today's message, because I'm going to be sharing with you something that I think is going to be transformational in your life and in your family, because starting next week on January the 10th, we're going to be doing something that we're calling the 21-Day Challenge. And listen, we're going to learn how to master our mindset. We're going to learn how to get really a plan when it comes to our goals and developing new habits, and ultimately so that we can embrace everything that God has for our lives. You know, I'm sure that perhaps all of you at some point or another maybe have heard of the name Dr. John C. Maxwell. He's one of my heroes. He's a, a person that I love to, to read after. I've listened to him in person speak on countless occasions. And he has a book that's perhaps one of my favorites of the countless books that he's written through the years, and it's called Intentional Living. And one of the things about this specific book that John did is he shared kind of a visual, a metaphor, if you will, that I thought I think is so powerful to kind of set us up for what we're going to be talking about today and the coming weeks that we're going to be really learning from as we embark upon this 21-day challenge. But at the same time, I think it's going to set us up for the year of 2021. And here's what he did. He basically held up his arm like this. And he basically said that this angle in which he was holding up his arm represents people's hopes and their dreams. And when you think about it, all of us, as we look ahead for 2021, we all have hopes we all have new dreams, aspirations, goals. We all have things that we are striving for. These are things that we want to experience, good things, healthy things in our lives. So we all have these hopes and dreams. So in essence, he was saying that the way his arm was, was tilted here, he said, here's the thing. We all have uphill hopes and dreams. But here's the problem. The problem is, is that most people never experience the hopes and the dreams. And what keeps them from experiencing those hopes and dreams is the fact that they have downhill habits. And so as you can see, what many of us long for, and many of us perhaps are striving to achieve in our lives, so often we're handcuffed or handicapped from achieving those things because of the negative, unhealthy, or even destructive 
habits that we have formed in our lives. And I think that's the reason why this 21-day challenge that we're going to be starting next week is so vitally important. And it's one of the reasons why right here at the beginning of 2021, we need to kind of push reset. We need to reestablish, if you will, new goals, new habits, new ways of thinking, new patterns, because I believe one of the downfalls, if anything, that 2020 brought into many people's lives were a lot of unhealthy habits. You know, even myself, you know, there were areas in my life where I got lackadaisical. I got, you know, distracted. I had good intentions, but I got distracted with a lot of other things. And as a result, before we realize it, week after week, month after month, even an entire calendar year can go by and we find ourselves in the same place maybe we were a year before. We find ourselves maybe stuck in a rut. And the reason why we're stuck in a rut is because we've allowed old patterns or maybe old um, habits, if you will, negative habits. And it could be the way that we think. Maybe it could be some decisions that we've made. Maybe it's just the fact that we have not taken the next steps that we really need to take, that we could take and we should take when it comes to taking care of our health and our physical well-being. I mean, the list is endless, but at the end of the day, here's the thing that we need to do. We need to say goodbye to the past and we need, we need to embrace the future because we need to let go of a lot of those old destructive patterns and we need to embrace new things that God has in store for our lives. And here's the reason why this is so important. Because most people, as I stated earlier, have those uphill hopes, but they have the downhill habits. You see, we form our habits, but eventually our habits form us. I love what Aristotle once said. He said, we are what we repeatedly do. My father-in-law, who just passed away a few weeks ago, uh, who's home now with the Lord. He was uh, in the ministry for uh, over 50 years. He's the one of the godliest, most disciplined uh, people I've ever been around in my life. And he used to say the statement all the time. He said, the secret to your life is in your daily routine. And man, oh man, if that was ever so true, listen, it needs to be true in your life and in mine in a positive way. And that's what we're going to be learning to do for the rest of this month. In this 21-day challenge, we're going to learn how to establish some of those healthy daily routines that can jumpstart us into the things that God wants us to experience. In other words, it's going beyond just new habits. Listen to this, they're God habits. These are the priorities that we need to apply to our lives. In other words, God's priorities need to become our priorities, and we need to take seriously those daily habits and routines that we can build on in this year of 2021. So here are three things that I think we're all going to need to prepare our hearts and to prepare our minds and our lives for 2021, and especially for the 21-day challenge that we're about to embark upon. And the first is this, if you take a notes, and that is we need hope for the future. Man, so many of us have been uncertain. You know, unfortunately, 2020 was marked with a lot of fear, uncertainty, anxiety, stress. Why? Because of all of the unknowns related to our future. But guess what? 
God has a hope and he has a future for our lives. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says this. Here's a promise that God has made. He said, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. You ought to put that in your refrigerator door so that it is right there in front of you where you look at it every single day of 2021 to remind you that God has plans Listen, he has good plans. He has, listen, plans to prosper you, to, to favor you. He has plans to give you a hope and a future. You know what the definition of hope is? Let me share it with you. The feeling that what is wanted can, can be had or certain events or circumstances will turn out for the best. And that's my prayer for you for 2021. In fact, I have two words for you. Ready for this? Here are the two words but God. My prayer is that as you pursue 2021, especially as you take on this 21-day challenge, you're going to have a lot of but God moments along the way. You're going to see an uncertain situation or maybe a challenging circumstance that comes up against you, but you're going to have perhaps one of those but God moments where you thought you were down for the count, but God came in just at the right time. You know why? Because in Ephesians 3.20, what does Paul the Apostle remind us? That God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could think or even imagine. Come on, somebody. God is able. And because he's able, he can do what we can't. God is able to do the impossible in our lives. The second thing is this. Not only do we need to Embrace the fact and the truth that there is a hope for our future. But listen, we need forgiveness from our past. Man, the good news is, is that yesterday ended last night. 2020 is over, okay? It's in the history books. But here's the thing. 2021 is a, listen, it is a clean slate. It is a brand new chapter. It is a brand new page. And that's the reason why today marks a new beginning in our lives. You know, our, I uh, read something a number of years ago that I want to share with you. And here was the title. It basically said, my life in five chapters. I love this. This is so good. Chapter number one. I went for a walk and I fell into a deep, dark hole, and it took me a long time to get out. Chapter number two, I went for a long walk and fell into the same deep, dark hole, and it took me a long time to get out. Chapter number three, I went for a walk, and this time I saw the hole, and I got a little too close, and I and I, and, and, I, and, I, and I fell into the deep, dark hole, and it took me a long time to get out. Chapter number four. I went for a long walk. I saw the hole. This time, I decided to walk around the hole. Chapter number five. I went for a walk. This time, I went down another street. <laughs> and I think that's important for us to understand because you know what? At the end of the day, we cannot repeat the past. We can't go back and repeat those same mistakes that perhaps we're guilty of making in the past. You know the old saying, hey, if you keep doing the same things you've always done, you'll keep getting the same results you have always gotten. And so listen, we need to say goodbye to the past. That's what the Apostle Paul said 
In Philippians chapter 3, in verses 13 and 14, what did he say? He said, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind. In other words, hey, I am shutting the door to my yesterdays once and for all. I was speaking with a coach. I uh, get coaching as a pastor, and I have uh, somebody who kind of just speaks in to my life. And uh, actually, about a month ago, I had the opportunity during the Thanksgiving holidays to sit down with him. And he said, I want you to write down this verse of scripture. And it was Proverbs chapter 4, verse 25. He said, I want you to focus on this verse of scripture. Proverbs 4, 25. It says, look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. He said, don't worry about the past. He said, you just focus and fix your eyes on what is in front of you. He said, that's all that matters. Isn't it inter interesting that the windshield in the front of our car is so much bigger than the rear view mirror? <laughs> and isn't it amazing how tempting it is for us to always want to glance in the rear view mirror? It's always easy for us to want to get distracted by what's going on behind us when God says, no, fix your eyes on what is in front of you. And so listen, we got to understand that, listen, God has a, a hope for our future. He wants to say goodbye to the past. But thirdly, listen, he wants us to form new habits. And this is why we're actually doing the 21-day challenge. And this, this is awesome because when you think about kind of transferring 2020 into 2021, here's the truth. The truth is we can't pour new wine into old wineskins. We got to start over. We got we to reestablish some new ways of thinking, some new ways of living so that we can become all that God has created us to be. So in other words, we got to form some new habits. And what we're going to be talking about for the next few moments, I believe is foundational to help you be set up for success so that you can have those God habits activated in your life because that's exactly what we're going to be doing. And collectively as a church, we're going to be doing it together. Why is that important? Because listen, you need other people around you. You need a support system. That's the reason why we're going to be relaunching our life groups. And whether you choose to participate in a life group whether it's through the convenience of a Zoom group or whether it's an in-person gathering, whatever you're comfortable with, at the end of the day, you need people in your life. Don't do life alone. I want you to listen to this powerful testimony of a woman who took that step to engage in what we call a life group. And she went through even mentoring that God used to literally change and transform her life this time last year. Watch this story. My name is Emily Gray. I was living in Phoenix and my now husband was living out here in Orlando. And so we dated for um, quite a while and I eventually moved here to be with him here in uh, right in Lake Nona. My husband had been coming to Rethink for, for quite some time, and so when I moved here, I um, started joining him on Sunday at service right at Lake Nona High School. I grew up going to church. I grew up um, in a Christian home, but it wasn't really until um, you know I, I moved here that I found a, a church and a community um, 
that I really had God becoming part of my life. My husband and I decided to join a life group um, this year. You know, our, you know, in reality, our plates were already full. One opportunity came that we just really couldn't say no to. It was, um, you know, a group of people in our neighborhood that were all in the same season of life as us. And it just, we just had no reason to say no. We tried to find good reasons and, and we couldn't. I have met friends um, that I didn't even know that I needed. I have, you know, relationships that have started um, for from people that, you know, are are similar paths that I am or different paths, but we all have, you know, something in common. We all have, um, you know, love for Jesus. We all want to make our lives better and, you know, be encouraging to others. I decided to do mentoring at the beginning of 2020, um, and in all honesty, I was very hesitant. Um, it was a year-long commitment, and that's a bit scary to say I'm going to do something for a whole year. Um, you know, I was not, I'm never the person that that knew all. Say, never was the person that that knew scripture, or you know, I'd have a friend that had a something tough, and I, I could never quote scripture. I could never, um, you know, really reference the word and so for me that was that was the goal I said that's what I want from this I want to be able to um, to give my friends verses I want to have verses for myself when I'm going through a tough time and so I spent you know the better half of better part of this year focusing on trying to learn and memorize scripture um, and it wasn't until you know, 10 months in recently that, that I realized it, it wasn't even about that for me. It was about um, being a light and being able to encourage other people and that I had changed and that, you know, as you change, everyone around you changes too. You know, they say that it takes uh, 21 days to build a habit, but, you know, I think that something like this is, is a lifestyle change and to actually change your life and um, you know, change what you do every single day, it, it takes something drastic. And that's what you know, God has put us on the earth to do. And so you know, the, the year-long she mentoring, it seems overwhelming, it's a year, but that is, that's what's gonna change your life. And that is, that is the time that God will use that time, that those 12 months to do things that you didn't even know that you needed. And, you know, when those trials and tribulations come, you'll you'll be prepared and you'll be ready to deal with things in a, and have a different outlook than, than you ever would have thought. If you are not sure about mentoring or joining a life group or you're, you're on the fence and, and need that extra push, then, you know, I'm here to say it will completely change your life. Wasn't that awesome? And that's my prayer for you, that just like our friend Emily, you'll take that next step and you will embrace maybe what may seem intimidating or maybe somewhat of a daunting task. Listen, you'll take that relational risk. You'll take that step of faith and surround yourself with some people that you can begin to grow and develop not only those, those Christ-centered relationships and friendships with, but on a spiritual level listen, can help you become all that God has created you to be. And the reason why we're doing all this is because of transformation. Listen, we need the help of God to change and to transform us from the inside out. We can't do it alone. 
But here's what God has promised to do. In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, I love the fact these two verses are really my life verses. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. And I'm going to share it with you in the paraphrase message uh, version. It says, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. In other words, God says, hey, I want to change you before I change anything else. So he changes us from the inside out readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. Isn't that awesome? To know that, listen, God wants to change and transform our lives from the inside out, but it all starts by fixing our attention on God. So here's the key, if you're taking notes, and that is we have to focus on what we do first. It's so important. Why? Because God is a God of first. If I were to follow you around really for just a couple of hours and observe what you do and how you go about doing what you do, I would probably be safe to say that I could learn a lot about you when it comes to what's important in other words, your values, your priorities based on what you do first throughout your day. And so here's the thing. What we need to do is we need to apply the principle of first in our lives as we embark upon 2021 and as collectively as a church, we take the 21-day challenge. And the first is this. We have to put God first. I know that sounds like a no-brainer, but I'm telling you, it's a principle that has to be applied. We literally have to put God first in every area of our life. And the reason why is because God has taught this principle really since the beginning of time. All throughout Scripture, we learn that God is a God of first. Listen, before there was anything else, there was first God. I love what Genesis 1 verse 1 says. The very first verse in the, in the entire Bible was it say, In the beginning... God. You see, God is at the very beginning. He is a God of first. If God is in your life, but he's not first in your life, listen to this. He's not in your life. And we'll repeat that. If God is in your life, but he's not first in your life, then he's not in your life. In other words, he's not a part of really your everyday lifestyle. Somebody said it this way, if God is on your list, but he's not at the top of your list, then he's not on your list. So at the end of the day, we got to put God first, not just in our lives, but in everything that we do. Do you know in the Ten Commandments, you know what God established right out of the gate at the very beginning? In Exodus 20, verses 1 through 3, what did he say? He said, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. And notice, you shall have no other gods before me. God is a jealous God. He doesn't want to have to come alongside and compete with all the other things that you allow in your life that take precedence or priority ahead of him. God wants to be first in your life. You know, I heard someone say it this way. You know, Christianity, listen to this, is not going to church. 
Christianity is not giving a tithe. Christianity is not being a part of a small group. Christianity, you know, is not serving on, you know, some team known as the dream team at the church. Christianity is not just doing all these things. No, those are the byproducts of allowing God to be first in your everyday life. You see, just out of the overflow of your life, because God is first, all those other things are the very things that just become a part of who you are and become a part of the things you do. Why? Because God is first in everything that you do. The second thing that we have to do when it comes to putting these practices of the principle of first into our lives is not only putting God first, but number two, giving God the first of everything. I love what Leviticus chapter 27 verse 30 says. It says these words, a tithe, which is one-tenth, a tithe of everything. Notice, of everything that we have. Everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. Why? Because it is holy to the Lord. You know, that's the reason why we give God first and we put God first in everything is because it's a part of prioritizing our relationship with him. It is a part of our worship. You see, it's not just something that we do. It's who we are as children of God. So in essence, everything, that simply means our relationships, our thoughts, listen, our money, our time, everything we give to God. In Deuteronomy 14, verse 23, it says it this way. The purpose of tithing is to teach you always to put God first in your life. So listen, if he's not first, then he's not really Lord in your life. And the reason why is because you are allowing other things to take priority or precedence. But yet when you put God first, you're saying, God Listen, above all things, everything that I have, everything that I do, it's yours. And God, I'm giving you everything because you've given me everything. Think about that for just a moment. You know, as we begin this new calendar year, here's what I want to share with you. Here's just some practical ways that you can put God first and you can put God first in everything. Number one, you need to put God first in your year. And that's why we're doing the 21-day challenge. So on um, the 10th of January, we're going to be launching this exciting 21-day challenge. And man, it's, it's, it's going to be awesome. We're going to be... Uh, we're going to be putting in place a 21-day prayer challenge. We're going to be praying, and not just praying, we're going to be fasting for 21 days. That's right, you heard me. We're going to fast, and we're going to pray for 21 consecutive days. In addition to that, listen, one of the things that, that we're going to do is we're going to learn how to put um, God first in, in our month. In other words, in our scheduling and in our budgeting. So we're going to not only put God first in our year, but we're also going to, listen, we're going to put him first in our month. So we're going to, in other words, we're going to take some time to maybe have a family powwow where we sit down once a month and we go over calendars, we revisit budgets. Um, maybe you sit down with your spouse or you just maybe get away on a personal retreat once a month and you just reflect and you review, but you schedule and you budget why? Because each and every month you're dedicating it to the Lord. 
A third area is putting God first in your week. How do we do that? Well, you know, in, in, in the Old Testament, one of the things that you learn is that, um, you know, so often uh, the Sabbath, you know, was, was practiced on a, on a day that was different than Sunday. But yet at the same time, and the reason why is because of the way they calendared. But on Easter, listen to this, because it's the Lord's day, it's the day of resurrection. Remember, Jesus died on Friday, he was buried, but he came to life on Sunday. And the reason why Sunday is a day that we call a day of worship is because, listen, it is a day of celebration that Jesus is alive. And so we would encourage you, whether it's in person or online, make it a priority by putting God first in your week. Listen, make Sundays a priority in your life. And do you know that studies have even showed there's psychological benefits when people are consistent in their church attendance? In other words, spiritually, when they have the right perspective, they're just healthier mentally and emotionally, even relationally and even financially and even physically in their lives. Why? Because they are keeping the right perspective and they're putting their faith and their trust in something bigger and greater than themselves. And that's so vitally important. And then the last thing that we do when it comes to putting God first in every area of our life is we put him first in our day. And that's the reason why we're excited to do the 21 days of prayer and fasting. Because listen, together as a church, we're going to have a Zoom call each and every day. We'll be also posting out on Facebook. And it's going to be an opportunity for you to join with us daily as we pray and we believe God to do something great in and through our lives and in through our church as well, in our community and in our city and around the world in 2021. Listen, we have not because we ask not. And we're going to press in and we're going to pray. And daily, we're going to watch what God does in and through our lives. You know, one of the things that my father-in-law taught us and one of the things that um, I'll never forget, he gave us a simple framework. He did this every single day of his life. And he prayed for three things. He prayed for God's presence. He prayed for God's protection and God's provision. And that's what we want to do every day, form a habit. We pray for God's presence. We pray everywhere we go. We just sense and we know that God is with us. We practice his presence daily in our lives. We pray for God's protection. Listen, he will keep us from the evil one, that he will cover us and protect us from harm and evil. But he will also provide He'll take care of every need that we have. And listen, when we do that, God works in incredible ways because it allows us to be positioned, as Proverbs 3 teaches, to put God first, to trust Him with all of our hearts rather than leaning on our own understanding. And then the last thing that we do to apply this principle of first in our lives is we expect God, listen to this, to bless the rest. So when we put God first. In other words, we give him our first and we give him our best, then we can expect God to take care of the rest. In Matthew 6, verse 33, I love this. Jesus said, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And then notice, and then all these other things will be given to you as well. And that's my prayer for you. The 2021, listen to this. God is going to do great things in you and through you. You'll have a lot of those but God moments along the way. 
And because you are putting God first and you're allowing God's priorities to become your priorities and because you're walking by faith rather than by sight and because you're trusting him with all of your heart rather than leaning on to your own understanding and when you are practicing his presence and man you are praying for God's protection and his provision each and every day I'm telling you 2021 is going to be a game changer in your life it's going to transform your life your marriage, your family, listen, the decisions that you make, the things that you do, everything will change when you put God first in every area of your life. So I want to encourage you next Sunday as we embark upon this 21-day challenge. Listen, it will change your life if you're willing to take the challenge. Would you do me a favor? And would you join me in a word of prayer? You know, for some of you right here, right now in this moment, if you're a follower of Jesus, I can't think of a greater way, a greater way or a greater time than right now for you just to pause and just to open up your heart and just say, God, I am rededicating my life. I'm putting you first in every area of my life. Maybe you've allowed 2020 to get you distracted, to get you derailed. But you know what? Right here, right now, because right here at the beginning of 2021, this is an opportunity for you to revisit who is first in your life. And you know, there may be some of you that are watching right now, and, and, and maybe that's the very thing that's missing. Maybe God hasn't been first at all. In other words, he hasn't even been in your thought process maybe for whatever reason, you just feel like, you know what, you've tried church, you've tried religion, you've, you've tried a bunch of stuff trying to, to, to get to God. But can I just share something with you? We don't have to do anything. And the reason why is because it's already been done for us. You see, Jesus died on a cross for your sin. He was buried and he came back to life. And all you got to do is just simply open up the door of your heart and invite him to forgive you and to be your Lord and Savior. And right here at the beginning of 2021, what an opportunity for you to allow Jesus to change and to transform your life, to forgive you and to set you up, listen, for a life of new meaning and purpose and the assurance of having, having an eternal home in heaven. And if that's your need, can I invite you right where you are to pray this prayer in your heart, to say, Dear God, I confess to you that I am a sinner and I turn from my sin. And Jesus, I believe that you died on a cross and you arose again. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my life. I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. Father, I thank you for those who just prayed that prayer. Today, we celebrate with the angels in heaven. God, we're so grateful for how you speak to our hearts and how you're inviting us to come into a closer, more intimate relationship with you. Well, hey, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to know, hey, we love you. We're excited for what God has in store for your life for 2021. Well, thanks again for listening. 
To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.